Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Run. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. All right, let's go ahead and see who we have here already. Everett, Yvette Avery, how are you doing? How are you doing, Yvette? Welcome aboard. Julie Van Ostel, how are you doing? Welcome aboard. AVQ, of course, a.k.a. Michael Rudnan, Biden. Trickle-down economics has never worked. Stayed in the obvious, yet a lot of people still need to hear it. And you must have read my mind, Brother Rudnan, because that is the first video that we're going to play. And I think it's very, very important, that video that comes out. We'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, we need Medicare for All. Video shows people worldwide appalled by high U.S. healthcare costs. In any country with socialized medicine, their citizens would trade it for, would, wouldn't trade it for our system no matter what. Should tell you that our healthcare system is broken. We need single-payer Medicare for all. What we need uh, most of all is education. Because when people are educated to understand the fraud that is our healthcare system, it makes makes it easier for them to make the transition. Right now, they're scared. They have an industry that has a vested interest in lying to them, fooling them, and making plausible arguments that is mathematically unfounded But we talk about that a lot. And since you brought that up, we'll talk about that again when we talk about why Biden needs to be, in as much as he's he's been more progressive than any of us believed or thought he would be, he needs to be more progressive. Alarming, world's glaciers are melting faster than ever because of global warming. Study says, Romain Hugonet, glaciologist at the University of Tullhouse, France, if Himalayan glacier shrinkage keeps accelerating, Populous countries like India and Bangladesh could face water or food shortages in a few decades. We're looking at a billion climate refugees by 2050. Our civilization isn't ready for this. On the status quo path, we need down. I need we. I see resources wars before the end. I tell you what's interesting, right? In a world that is mostly made up on the surface and very deep below of water, it's amazing that we have a water problem. The truth of the matter is... Let's, let's be frank. The thing that, that worries me the most about climate change are weather disasters, meaning hurricanes, fires, etc. The thing that least worries me, and you're going to think I'm crazy when I say this, is drought. We have the technology, believe it or not, today, that we could provide the entire world with all the fresh water they need from desalinating the seas, etc., etc. But what we can't do is mitigate the issues that will occur with glaciers that have melted and rise and raised raise the oceans past all living things where or all you know coastal areas where most people live. So there are, there are issues with climate change that can be mitigated. Drought, if we wanted to invest and employ people to do so. But there are things that are completely out of our control. Weather, hurricanes, fires that are created because of the areas where drought has occurred, and we not mitigate that. There are a lot of those things, but that's for another day when we really talk about how do we mitigate a world with a new kind of climate, and how do we prevent it from killing us all? Okay, two in three Republicans believe Joe Biden isn't the legitimate president, despite Department of Homeland Security saying the 2020 election was the most secure in our nation history. The right-wing bubble has made conservatives delusional. So how are we supposed to find common ground if they agree on common facts? Surprisingly, it was even worse a couple of months back when a poll showed that 19% of conservatives believe Biden was the legitimate president. Let Let me be honest with you. They are not, they don't intrinsically believe that. They don't. Uh, They know the truth. But their narrative is only possible by accepting the lie. The lie gives them plausibility to say the nonsense that they want to say because their guy isn't there and they cannot accept the loss. So for those Republicans who don't believe Joe Biden won, not only won, but won in a popular vote by a landslide. For those who are telling you that, don't dare believe that they honestly don't know the truth. You could tell them the facts till it, till it comes blue in order for them to maintain, some of them, 
it's order for them to maintain their status of life. You know, they're dependent on that lie. They're dependent on making an income on that lie. They're dependent on selling paraphernalia on that lie. Tucker Carlson knows the truth, but he depends on that to make a lot of money. Fox News knows the truth, but they depend on all of that to make a lot of money. So let's, let's remember there are differences. Now, there are those who are isolated in Timbuktu, whose only source of information is Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Fox News. They legitimately don't know. The thing about it is, I believe, honestly speaking, those people are easier to reach. Remember my book, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. Because I sat down in a, what they call a honky-tonky bar, and, uh, you know, they, I got invited there from a friend of mine at, at CNN I Reports. She said, hey, I have some friends there, and these are real left-wingers, and uh, you always like to talk to people. I told them about you. They want to talk to you. They, they, they like to have it. And we had fun, and they bought. They wanted to buy me drinks. I don't drink. We ate food and so forth. But these people were only Fox News, only all these things. And I used the technique of, as far as asking them to tell me what they've heard from Sean Hannity and then ask them what is, you know, and I started giving them options to talk. And believe it or not, I didn't change them from being racially insensitive and all the, the isms that they had. I didn't change them from being homophobic. I did change them from accepting that, after all, Obamacare at that time is what was a big discussion, made a whole lot more sense than the crazy insurance companies, what they're going through right now. And ironically... These guys were attacking Obamacare and neither of them had health insurance. And Obamacare would have given it to two out of three of them or something like that free of charge. So it's amazing. Nobody sat down and talked to them like human beings. They were just thrown information. When I sat down, I was there, I was supposed to be there a couple hours, I guess I was there over five hours. And they had a conversation and they start, I could see when the bell rang and they started to say, oh. And, you know, that's not going to be enough. They have to have the constant stimuli, stimulus. But what I'm saying is the Tucker Carlson's of the world, they know the truth. They just have to make a profit from the lie. The folks who are really, really fooled are the ones we can get to. And it's the one that we are like less, least likely to talk to because they are generally going to be the most aggressive towards us, the ones that give us the most hell. All right, last item from Rudnin. Two and three, no, I read that already. Two and three, yeah, yeah, I read that already. Okay, welcome aboard, Everett. Yvette, Yvette Avery Harrod, welcome aboard. Our union activists, find her and find her. Julie Van Ostel, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP, como estas, mi amiga? Maywood, hello from Long Beach. And uh, let's see who else we got here. Hi. All strange to see Cuomo leading COVID calls for the administration. Uh, I probably am behind on that. Uh, let's see. Hi, Bridge. How are you doing today? Let's see. What Going back, going back. Deborah John from LA. Welcome aboard. Uh, Bruce Pollard. Who put the salmon recipe in my Facebook index? Huh? You're going to have to explain that one to me. Lee Grant. My, you know, our two regular conservatives, good guys, even though sometimes they tell us things that drive us crazy. Eric Hayes, Lee Grant, very good conservatives, good friends of mine. Well, I have to meet Lee Grant and have some coffee with Lee Grant because we have some special stuff to discuss. Egberto, drought and wildflowers go together. Exactly. But remember what I said, we can mitigate drought. Long story, but another time we talk about that. Sea level rise, inexorable aspect of end-stage global warming. I'd agree with you that extremes in weather as part of changing climate is a primary concern right now. Absolutely. Is it possible our government is a puppet to technocracy indoc- indoctrination? Um, I'm going to have to put that one on advisement, Bruce, because I need to understand exactly where you're coming from that I don't quite understand. So I have to take that under advisement. Uh, let's see, glad you're here. Egberto, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez offers the same generality with no specifics. What particular policy has President Joe Biden surpassed 
progressives' expectations. So I have to ask, on what specific policy has Joe Biden acted as a progressive? Okay, that is fair. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, by the way, I've been saying that Joe Biden exceeded my expectation from early on, before Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said it. And I just found out that a lot of people on the left want to have her head on a platter. Our young Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on, her, on a platter. I did not expect a $2 trillion budget from, uh, from Biden that somehow included all the social measures in there, including uh, temporary family leave and all those things in the first one. I'm talking about a COVID relief bill. I did not expect that at all. I expected just balanced budget, balanced budget. You know what Democrats all progress. I mean, uh, uh, establishment Democrats always do. Then comes this new bill, the one that wants to give uh, child care, the one that wants to give basic income to some of the some people, not all, but some people, the one that wants to go ahead and electrify all through the state with five hundred thousand electric stations. Those are things that are in the Green New Deal. He doesn't call it the Green New Deal. But these are things. There are a lot of aspects. Remember, the Green New Deal is not only about uh, green energy. It's also about social justice. It is also about economic justice. It's also about racial justice. A lot of things that he is actually placing in there. Putting priorities in vaccination. Actually talking about priorities in vaccinations in places where have normally been left alone. I'm not saying the guy is some panacea from heaven. I'm saying that he's at least acknowledged who's elected him. And two, he's also acknowledged that he has to have a semblance of progressiveness in his policies to keep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and what is a woman from Washington, um, the leader of the Progressive Caucus. Uh, you know who I'm talking about. So I'm not saying he's perfect, and I'm saying that we have to push. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Let's look at his policies compared to what President Obama provided when he came out. Um, and, I, and this is not a knock on President Obama. Obama many times didn't have any choice because he had a lot of uh, conservative Republicans, blue dog, I mean, blue dog and conservative Democrats, really... Uh, uh, really going on that, okay? So, uh, that, if you ask me for specifics, I think those are specifics. A billion-dollar amounts you can also go find on the screen. And please go find it. You're our researcher. The billion dollars um, for all these different issues. I would not have expected that from El Señor Biden. I would not have expected that. I, that has exceeded my expectations. Egberto, what do you think about the Republican Senator Tim Scott? America is not a racist country. I tell you what I think about it. Yesterday, as soon as I... First of all, as I was listening to Rick Scott... Not Rick Scott, Tim Scott, last night. I, I, I don't throw up often, but I really had that strong urge to throw up. And I wrote a tweet yesterday. And I'm looking for the tweet that I wrote yesterday. I'm going to put it on the screen. And I said in that tweet, interesting, let me blow that up a bit here, interesting, Tim Scott is dangerous, is more dangerous with his misinformation than Candace Owen because he comes across as serious. You see, Candace comes across as a joke, okay? She comes across as a joke, but Tim Scott, he's, he's substantive. He actually came out and talked about what police have been doing to black bodies, to bodies of Latinos. He's actually spoken about that on the floor. According to Candace Owen, that doesn't even exist. He's not an Uncle Tom, many call him. He's not an Uncle Tom. He's worse than an Uncle Tom. You see, an Uncle Tom is somebody that has a, a, a problem with self. You have such a problem with self that you have to believe in others that you think superior to you. Now, if you are a well-rounded human being, you know things like race is a social construct. Nobody is greater than you are. You are better than nobody. Nobody is better than you. And Tim Scott knows that. Tim Scott is a proud guy. 
Tim Scott is a powerful guy. So Tim Scott is equivalent to uh, not Candace Owen. Tim Scott is equivalent to uh, those guys on the order of Mike Pence. They know what they're doing. So I put, he is willing to be used by the GOP and the plutocracy to maintain the status quo. Then I continued, Tim Scott is now a proven official Trump sycophant. The GOP used you, Tim. And for you to claim that America is not a racist country destroys your credibility. You gave evil people cover. I am embarrassed for you, including your take on the Georgia bill. That's what I tweeted to Tim Scott last night. Anyhow, um, let's see. Tim Scott is playing for the wrong team, Bridge MCP. I know. We should take him to we should take him to Michigan, to the upper peninsula in Michigan, and let him let him go hang out with the militias out there. Let's see how he could. All right, let's see. AVQ politics isn't a team sport, correction. Politics should be a team's shouldn't be a team sport. Uh, let's see. What about me, Tank? Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> man, you come up with some names. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage, Tech 77, and everything else in between. Julie Van Osdell says, so very sad there's been another mass shooting in North Carolina. When? Today? Now? Uh, I didn't. Wow. You got to, you know, it's, I am looking at TV right now. I don't see it. All right, Julie, let's raid 350 million Americans and start collecting these guns. Should be a peaceful transition. Oh, Tax Sevenson, what can I say? Uh, uh, Rudnan says mitigating drought would require distillation and pumping infrastructure investment, which would require a heck of a lot of energy, needs so much renewable energy. It's a huge expense beyond what most politicians would be willing to pay. Uh, uh, Michael, you're straddling two fences. You are believing in capitalism. Capitalism says there is an issue with having to pay for this stuff in the fashion we are used to paying for it. In the economic system that we, are, that we should be striving for, we don't ask the question, how is it going to be paid for? We first ask the question, what has to get done to keep humanity? And then we create a system around that. Remember what I've always said. There are workers that need work. There's a job to be done. If you can't connect the two with the economic system that you have, you have a failed economic system. So what is capitalism? A failed economic system. When ants are building their mounds, they work in concert. When a flood comes and that mound floats down the river, that mound lands somewhere and everything gets rebuilt, all order is restored. Because they don't have to worry about how do I need to create a platform that enriches a few that I can serve the many. Those are the questions that shouldn't have to be answered in an economic system that serves us all. But we have to re-envision it not from what the founding fathers and before provided us. You see, they provided a system that was good for a few. We have to learn that not because it was done that way, it must remain that way. We have enough tractors that we can build. We have enough canals that we can draw. There are a lot of things that we can do that we are going to have to do to mitigate this drought, to mitigate this climate change. We don't want to continue on an everlasting climate change, but what we can but we don't also want to keep us into a system which means only the rich country can rich countries are going to do fine. What about all those countries that are going to fail because of all the carbon all the rich countries put in the air that actually cause the climate change? In other words, the United States of America are the ones who throw the most carbon into the air. That change in climate is going to affect Africa. When it is time for us to live in this new climate environment, we as the United States as a rich country, we will finagle some way to maintain a fairly good standard of living, right? But we are the ones who change the climate more than anyone else. UK, Industrial Revolution, China, in its current revolution, the United States, over all these revolutions, and all those other countries around the world 
whose climate is going to change because of what we did. They're the ones that are least able to do it. But if we have a new social construct, a new economic construct, that can be mitigated. So I'm telling you, Rudnan, you have to, when we start talking about these issues, we have to talk in a bimodal manner. The current economic system we have and how do we migrate to an economic system that can really solve the problems that humanity has today. How can Biden even say the last night he won't raise the national debt with all the spending now he is possible? Um, okay, he's not going to raise it. Look, people need to def de define, get the difference between debt and deficit. Okay? Okay. Uh, his, what he's saying, his new policies, if he affects the taxes on the wealthy as he should, it would be just like Obamacare was. Neutral. We tax and we spend what we tax. And because that tax is coming into immediate spending, that is going to have a multiplicative effect. And this is not this is not voodoo economics. This is real economics. So therefore, in reality, there won't be a net... He won't, his new policies won't increase the debt. Now, the deficits will continue and the debt will continue to increase from the deficits that are from yay yonder, not from the new spending. It's just math. That's all math. Okay, Michael Rennan says, Joe Biden wants to pass those infrastructure pending in piecemeal while most progressives want to do one huge infrastructure bill, the Green New Deal. Yeah, uh, until we as progressives get more people in the Senate, as we as progressives get more people in the House and we beat gerrymandering and all of that, we get it however we can. I tell you what I wrote in the piece uh, from Biden. Uh, and I, I tell you what, let's go ahead and play that video first because I want to tell you something that I wrote in that piece and then we'll take it on the other side. When you hear someone say they don't want to raise taxes on the wealthiest 1% or corporate America, ask them whose taxes you want to raise. Instead, who's are going to cut? Look, a big tax cut of 2017. Remember, it was supposed to pay for itself. That was how it was sold. And generate vast economic growth. Instead, it added $2 trillion to the deficit. It was a huge windfall for corporate America and those at the very top. Instead of using the tax saving to raise wages and invest in research and development, it poured billions of dollars into the pockets of CEOs. In fact, the pay gap between CEOs and their workers is now among the largest in history. According to one study, CEOs make 320 times what the average worker in their corporation makes. It used to be in the, below 100. The pandemic has only made things worse. 20 million Americans lost their job in the pandemic, working in middle-class Americans. At the same time, roughly 650 billionaires in America saw their net worth increase by more than $1 trillion in the same exact period. Let me say it again. 650 people increased their wealth by more than $1 trillion during this pandemic. And they're now worth more than $4 trillion. My fellow Americans, trickle down. Trickle down economics has never worked. It's time to grow the economy from the bottom and the middle out. Okay, so you see how he knocked the system. He, he shows that even in an economic downturn, we have these people. The, re the reason I wanted to show that is on when I wrote, when I did cut that piece, because that piece really hit me. I rewound it, cut it, and then made the video. But let me, let me tell you what got me. I wrote this at the, at the end of the blog that I wrote for that video. The segment of the speech was perfect. If Biden continues on this path and if he gets the necessary cooperation from Democrats, he could tame capitalism and bring us closer to the humane economic model we find in countries that value humanity first. And if he accomplishes that with his method, not my method, with his method, I will be the first to say 
I was wrong about Biden. Just maybe it takes a person with a moderate facade, moderate facade, to implement a progressive agenda. Now, I am not calling Biden's, uh, you know, what Biden is doing like what we want to do fully with the Green New Deal. As you said, uh, Rodney is doing it piecemeal. Uh, I don't know if he, I don't know enough Democrats who would just throw the big Green New Deal and do it. But we can get that done. But to get that done, we as progressives have a lot more work to do. We have to give whoever we have as our progressive president the staff to do it. We have to give them the votes that they can pass the laws to get it done. Otherwise, you know, we're swinging this. And, and that's why I am willing to humble myself and say, maybe I was wrong if, maybe I was wrong that if it were Bernie Sanders, would Bernie Sanders have been able to garner the support of anybody, enough people to get anything through? Or would they use him as a punching bag and we, the way we normally have fought in the past, allow that to happen? I don't know. That's above my pay grade. What I know is that if he, look, $6 trillion for three bills, $6 trillion is something nobody in my lifetime would have ever thought come out of a moderate Democrat. I'll just say it. It's something we believe in. I mean, Stephanie Kelton will tell you that that is the perfect thing to do. Anyway, all right, uh, Michael, if this raises the national debt by spending on a water or nation, it will be worth it. So far, we've been blowing debt, spending on billionaires, tax cuts, corporate. That's actually true. Uh, Eric Hayes says, uh, please... That is typical response, and all taxes will rise, and a corporate area will be passed on to us. Look, exact, look, and what's the problem with it being passed on to us? But there are other things we can do. Let the corporate profit, or let, let those taxes be passed on to us. And then we pass another law that actually, if those windfalls of profits continue, we just tax it a bit more. I mean, look, they can't win. We are the majority. You see, when the majority of people give preeminence to the minority, the corporate people, that is where we have that is where we have allowed corporations to neuter us. In my new book, I have a chapter, Assert Your Worth. They are nothing without us. We are the intellect. We are the source of purchase. We are the we are the ones who do the work. How comes we have the people who push paper as the preeminent power? You know, I remember back in the days of apartheid. It looks like I'm not going to get to play my video today, so we're going. We'll play the the, the video on choice tomorrow. I, I remember South Africa. There were, I think, what was it? One million. I don't remember the population. It was a six to one ratio. And somehow South Africa remained in an apartheid state. And what I always talk to people about is, if I have your mind in chains, I don't have to put your hands in chains. And that's what capitalism has done to the world. It has changed the chains from steel to the mind. And the good thing about that is no longer having chains where you, you know, if, if you had black people, white people, all Latinos, and all these different folks in chains, they would rebel. I mean, everybody would see the chains, right? And it would be like, why the hell are we the ones in chains and just these few people? There are more of us. We can fight them and cut the chains. The smarter thing is to en enslave your mind. And I was, with, with capitalism, at one point in my lifetime, I was enslaved. I was. I believed the crap. An engineer believed the crap. I understand businessmen who learned that in, uh, in, in business school that don't necessarily foment critical thinking is applicable, right? Because again, if you're in business school, you have to, treat, you have to teach the ideology. And you have to teach not the critical thing. This isn't a, an attack on the person proper. This is an attack on the the schooling methodology. But in engineering, you learn critical thinking. You have to, for this action, there's this reaction, this... We learn that. 
it is so amazing when you have learned to discount critical thinking in select areas what can happen. Capitalism has been and is the change. Talk to Richard Wolff, who's written a lot about it as well. My buddy, the economist. Stephanie Kelton, she won't quite say it like that. She's too moderate to say it like that. But if I enslave your mind, I don't need anything else. That's how churches work, right? All these mega churches that tell you to bring in your W-2 form or W-4, whichever one it is, W-2, whatever, form in so that they know how much tithe they are going to bill you every month because they have already conditioned you for that. And that's how they work. If I have your mind, I have everything that you've got. All right, Lee Grant, did Kamala say we weren't a, a racist country also? I don't know if she said that, but if she said that, she's wrong. And if, she, you know, Egberto, there are a lot of people who take Candace very seriously. I know, but she's a joke. Most of the black community looks at her as a joke. The portion of the white community that takes her seriously, they're looking for a, they're looking for a, they're looking for something to justify their own prejudices. And she stands, they, you know, she's well paid to do, it, to do the job. Our nation, Rudnan, our nation isn't a racist one. Thousands of videos of police brutality against people of color shows evidence to the contrary. Exactly. Bruce Pollard, when does a group take on the label of a few? Um, let me, let me I, I don't know what you mean by that, Bruce, but let me see if I, I, I'm following you well. We see a few racist cops, and we call America a racist country. That is not why we call America a racist country. You know what I mean? People would look at just a cop issue. Black people getting hit by the cops and all these other folks, that is what makes us a racist country. No, that's not what makes us a racist country at all. That is just one small issue. I hate to say it, One small issue that makes us a, a racist country. We are a racist country because if I go to buy a car, and you, Bruce, my brother, goes to buy a car. If you and I walk in together, I guarantee you they will see you first. We are a racist country because if I go to buy a car, there's a likelihood that if there's a higher interest rate to be made, I'll get it. You will get the better interest rate. When we go to buy a house, the same. And, you know, this has been proven over and over again. It's systemic. Systemic means it's all over. It's ingrained into the system. Now, I got a cheap loan. Why did I get a very cheap loan for my stuff? Because I understood ingrained systemic racism. And when I got the bad price, I look and I said, look, that's, I actually brought up systemic racism when I was getting one of my loans at one time. And you'd be surprised to see how quickly things got adjusted. So it's systemic, Okay. And it's not the cops that make it a race. Cops are, are one indication of it. Cops getting off. The cops don't get off because uh, there are a few bad cops that are racist. The cops get off because the people of your your the people that judge the twelve the twelve uh, jurors of your peers are the ones who let them off. And how could they let them off if intrinsic in, in, implicit to how they feel doesn't say something? So that's what I'm talking about. Macho, let's see. Uh, Eric Hayes says, no, that's not to me. Lee Grant replying to someone. Egberto, what only types in lowercase? Uh, let's see. Deborah John, yes, five dead, many injured in Carolina. Oh my God, I didn't know that. And is that today, um, uh, Deborah John? Julie Vanosville says, might be worth it. What's your real name? <laughs> okay, Lorraine Douglas Watson, welcome to Politics Done Right. Exactly, all the loopholes. Of lowering of taxes of the highest earners, along with the spending power of the average Americans going down due to wages not keeping up with inflation, has been what has destabilized our economy. Bingo, Lorraine Douglas Weston. Exactly. You know, it's funny because it's over 40 years that we haven't gotten a raise, and it's in that 40 years that all our income has been transferred, our income and wealth has been transferred to the top. And now that Biden is trying to get back a little bit, I mean, you see, I, am, I would be a lot tougher. I would throw a huge surtax on wealth. Why? Because it's stolen. Legally, it was legally stolen. But that's all the wealth that those people have. It's all the work that all these people for 40 years have been doing without getting paid. That's all. Okay, Egberto... 
Rudd from Rudnick, Berta, our nation doesn't even want to push a $5 trillion beer bones minimum that's required for 100% renewable energy by 2030. Adding destination and pumping to mitigate drought would add extra trillions to the price tag worth it. Stop thinking about today's economic model where we are the ones saying, oh, we don't want to spend that money. The work that we all have to do here, all of us, all of us, all of us have to do, is conversation and asking folks to consider options. Asking folks, why have we allowed the thievery for this long? And it's not an easy conversation because we've been indoctrinated. I've been indoctrinated for decades. It's just, it's just an enlightenment that has occurred over the last several couple decades, right? Where I've seen clear-eyed that the economic model was just designed for a few. All of this is not, this is not divine. And people say, how do you do it step by step to get us to where we need to be? Well, look, in the interim, it takes us a lot of education. So it's not going to happen right now. But what we can do right now is what George, Joe, uh, Joe Biden is doing is what Ocaxo Cortez and all these guys, Bowen and all of these guys are trying. They are all of us trying to do these things to make, it, to make the system a bit li more livable. But we, we, we can transition into a just economy, one that's not based on capitalism that kills, that enslaves. We can. Okay, let's see. Uh, Eric, that's a conversation. Deficit is debt. Um, again, Eric Hayes, saying deficit is debt doesn't make the statement deficit is debt true. One of the reasons I hope you come to Politics Done Right is so that we can all learn together. Okay? I'm going to give a two-line explanation, then I'm going to move on. Deficit is, the deficit is what we, is the amount of money that we spend that we don't have on our budget every year. That's a deficit. The deficit every year is then added to the debt, to the national debt. And I should say national debt. So in effect, when you say deficit is debt, deficit is, is spent, it, it, well, then we add that deficit, what we spent that we didn't make, onto the national debt. And that national debt is bonded, right? A lot of rich people buy that debt. And we pay them every year from that interest. In other words, if, if you were to just cut paying interest, you'll notice that our debt would actually, our deficit would drop pretty low, but we owe that debt. It's important for us to understand these features. And it's not important for us to, and I'm going to ask you one thing, Eric, because a lot of times, based on the way you come with your statements, it's evident that you have some, you're not right wing, but you do have right wing sources that are misleading you and misinforming you. And they, to put it bluntly, they make you less intelligent. Because, and, and I hate to just put it that way, that's just a statement of fact. If you're getting bad information, that's just what you're getting. Uh, Michael Rudnick says, conservatives didn't give a damn about raising debt or deficit under Trump. Uh, instead of we the people, it's the government. Why is, the, why is this way just don't understand? Huh? Instead of we the people, it is we the government. No, it's we the people. Government is we the people. Okay, let's see. Let's keep going down. Uh, Courtney, the SLP, Bridge MCP was a standoff in Boone, North Carolina today, love. Wow. Uh, Lee Grant, we need the Green New Deal because it will develop a tree that grows money. That money can then be used to fund myriad of social programs. You know, believe it or not, you're right, Lee Grant. Everybody, Lee Grant got the answer right. We need the Green New Deal because it will develop a tree that grows money. That money can then be used to fund myriad of social programs. He is right, and I'm not kidding you. Lee Grant is absolutely right. But I want to add one word to his statement. It should be, we need the Green New Deal because it will develop a virtual tree that grows money. And he is right. That virtual tree will grow money as we expand the economy, as we put more people to work. The multiplicative effect of that plant will grow money. You notice factories are called plants. They call plants because plants create 
food factories create food or natural stuff. That's what it is. So thank you, Lee Grant. I know you made that to sound corny or to kind of throw it at me, but the truth of the matter is you were more right than you could possibly know. Lorraine Douglas Weston says, your question is irrelevant, irrelevant to the overall issue, which, oh, I, I guess that's not to me. Uh, let's see. Mary Wood, I, it's a conversation going on. Let's see. Carl Foster, welcome aboard. Uh, what does Biden care about the poor? Don't make me laugh. No, 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 no. You, I want to tell you guys something. Every politician, I don't believe in any politician, whether it be Biden or Ocasio-Cortez or otherwise. I just believe in policy. And if a particular, if a particular politician is pulling, pushing humane policies, I'm going to attribute it to that politician and support that politician. So it's not about liking the politician as a person. They don't know me. I don't know them. They don't care about me. I don't care about them. I care about policies that help us all out. That's all. So Carl, I hope that that is a bit clearer. Um, Bridge MCP says five people, including two deputies, killed. Whoa! In North Carolina, standoff: a 13-hour stand with a gunman who barricaded himself inside of a house in Boone. Oh wow! Oh, it ended last night. I heard, didn't hear. I wonder why they didn't put that uh, big on TV. That's interesting. Okay, um, um, Rudnan, a majority of Americans believes that CEOs should make seven times what their workers do, but would find 30 times acceptable. And it, if, I find that silly, right? Why? Let's give an example. You are the CEO of a company. You hire an engineer. You hire a, uh, a, a, a the person who build the products designed by the engineers, and you hire a scientist to help that engineer with the formulas that he need to create that product. And you are the CEO who hired those three people to get something done. How is it? That we are comfortable that the intellect and the ability to create the products that's going to make that company money, that that CEO has earned seven times more than the people who actually create the products through their intellect and their work. That is what I talk about when I talk about capitalism being a slaved mentality type device. Because... All the people that allow these, the creations of these things. But you think somebody that moves capital, somebody that does none of the above, is somehow worth seven times, they'll, they feel they're worth seven times more, but they'll be satisfied with 30 times more. So if I'm paying the engineer $100,000, I am satisfied with giving that person $3 million. People. That is, what I've t that is what I mean when I say we have been indoctrinated into believing that those things are okay because that's all we have ever known. And it is, how do we get away from that? You know, I mean, a person, I went to a, a meeting with all the districts, uh, the, the people in the district for, we we're having a school board thing. And we hired a superintendent and made a lot of money. And I complained to the, to the, um, to the board members. And I said, I don't even think you guys should be paying that kind of money. She said, well, in the market, that's what the market is paying. That is what the market is paying because that's what they've made the market pay. The people that do the work, that teacher that stands in front of those kids every single day and make for a better future. Those are the ones who are doing the work. We have to un enslave our minds. Okay, keeping going down. Let's see. Uh, you are right, Egberto. Biden is a Biden is a Trojan horse. <laughs> Yvette, Yvette says, "I thought it, he decent job overall, especially calling them out to make some damn decisions." Yeah, I agree with you, Yvette. Uh, Carl Foster, Biden is printing money. Really bad move. AOC wants ten trillion increase. <laughs> That's yeah. Egberto is it is we the government, not we the people. No, the Constitution says we the people, and if you allow it to be we the government, that's where the enslaved mentality comes about. That's where we have to unenslave ourselves. All right, uh, Lee Foster Baron. Okay, Lorraine uh, says uh, Eric debt is debt, but you're missing the point that some debt pays itself off because of how it is used. Others simply increase debt almost every business. Let me give an example. Lorraine, thank you for bringing that up because people have to understand this. 
when I buy a house, I incur debt. So you buy a house for $150,000. You incur a debt to buy that house for $150,000. There's $150,000 they loan you and you have the house. Is that really a debt? Because if you don't pay for the house, the bank has the house. So that when you build infrastructure, when you build sir, when you invest in things like that, what you have is there is a corresponding thing associated with that debt. So it squashes it out. It's 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 even. And that's why mortgages are treated so much differently. It's an appreciation asset in general. A car is a depreciating asset. Food is a depleting asset. We have to understand these features. A road lasts forever or for a very long time. And it produces income for a very long time. A road, an airport, all these things, we can actually calculate what's the financial impact of these things. A lot of people don't see it that way. Simplistic thinking is bad. Thank you, Lorraine, for giving me the opportunity to say that. Uh, let's see. Pelosi's fridge costs $25,000. Okay, Pelosi's a multimillionaire. Who paid for it? I don't know. Uh, Linda Joe Kessinger, welcome aboard. Carl, uh, let's see who else. Courtney SLP, religion in control. Absolutely so. Julie Van Dassel, so was Trump a joke? Trump wasn't a joke. He was an evil disaster. Uh, Lorraine says that was a private conversation. Um, keeping down. Lauren Sims, she is one who makes them feel comfortable in their bigotry. That is, that is a very w- good way of saying it. it. It's the policies. Yes, Bruce, it's always the policies. What policies have to change most? Uh, Courtney, the SLP, Macho Man, Randy Savage, you misspelled... <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence Sim, name and address on employment application studies, pinpoint that. All right, yes, two hours ago. All right, let's let's continue here. Michael Rudin said, Egberto, can you put this one up on the screen? What did you give me this time? Uh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm putting this one up for El Senor Rudin, and I think it's worth seeing. There we go. Uh, Americans' paychecks are bigger than 40 years ago, but their purchasing power Hardly budge. Is that what we said? Is that not what we said? Americans haven't gotten a raise while all the spoils went to you know where. That is today's reality. That's today's reality. But but that that doesn't tell the severity of what the problem is. And let me tell you what's the problem with that chart. That chart is, I think, the average. That chart is neither a median or that chart doesn't take the last uh, 40 percentile down. Those people who are making minimum wage and are, are smaller, they are the ones that are hurting the most because 725 has been there for, what, 10, 15 years? And the, the, the loss in power is so huge. So that, that, chart, is, that chart isn't completely uh, accurate because I don't, I don't think it's median income. I think that's average income. Correct me if I'm wrong. All right, continuing today, Senate Armed Services Committee I heard 2021 National Threat Assessment, including climate change, pandemic, emerging. Thank you for bringing that up. All right, uh, Michael, you're too fast for me, babes. <laughs> okay, let's go. Michael Bolt says, Egberto, my mind isn't just in the present, especially in regard to infrastructure investment, spending on destination and pumping, but also that's what's in the future. Uh, the one you skipped that I hope you get to when we pay now or we can pay. No, I, actually, I thought I read that, but I could be wrong. All right, let's see. Maywood was talking to somebody else. <laughs> Julie Van Asso, my brain hurts trying to keep up with the back and forth. LOL, love it. Hey, you guys are great. You guys took over the show today. I had a thing on a, a whole 23-minute video to show on, um, on choice, and your questions and comments were so great that I am spending all the time working with it. So I love you guys. Thank you for bringing this up. I think... I think by bringing these kinds of things in, we educate each other, and we get to see where each other's, how each others think. And in the process of doing that, it also those people who are going to listen to this on podcast, vlogcast, on 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 uh, Spotify or on on uh, iTunes or wherever. So um, I would never lose the opportunity when you guys keep throwing these stories out to keep talking about it. Michael Rennes says, "Egberto, this one needs a second read." time in full. Conservatives didn't give a damn about raising debt or deficit under Trump. 
only now that there's a Democrat in office are they talking fiscal responsibility. And that has always been the case. You're absolutely right. Michael Rudin says green energy will put tens of millions to work in, in good-paying jobs. It's the fastest-growing sector. Exactly. Conversation with Nadia Bliss. Thank you for bringing that out. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Wow. We, comments keep coming. That's what's the Constitution state. We the people. But the government is violating that article of the Constitution only because we have allowed the government to do it. I want us to empower ourselves. Get my new book. I don't have it uh, complete in, in print yet. Bruce is working on, on finalizing the edits. But, but, but we have to start empowering ourselves. Tom C. says, according to the Congressional Budget Office, a tax of 0.1% on financial transactions as proposed by Wall Street Tax Act would generate $777 billion in new revenue over the next decades. Yes. People don't, you know what, you know what is the biggest problem with most of us? We don't understand the extreme, the obscene amount of wealth held by the top 2%. And if you want to go even further, the top 0.1%, the amount Wealth there is gargantuan. And that isn't wealth that they've earned. That is wealth that they've legally stolen from our work. And until we stop thinking that they earned it, until we stop believing the, the indoctrination that we received, the indoctrination that somehow we are a meritocracy, the, the indoctrination that somehow capitalism, anybody can make it in capitalism. Read my chapter on the chosen. That one is in It's Worth It. We have to acknowledge that you have to be chosen into the club. Yeah, a lot of people open a restaurant, do fine and all that kind of stuff. That's not what we're talking about. Macaronic Vertor, are you going to get any arguments that CEOs are paid way too much? Poll, 78% of workers say CEOs make too much. Of course. Courtney, make the rich pay. Absolutely, capitalism is an authoritarian system. Lorraine Douglas Weston. You must listen to Richard Wolf as well. It is an authoritarian system. There's nothing, you know. I've, you know, people, the the kind of indoctrination that we get. Oh, somehow democracy and capitalism has something in common. No, absolutely nothing in common. Democracy is an autocratic system. It's always been, always been. But if we tell you that blue is green and you choose to believe it, whose fault is that? Egberto, the current CEO to average employee rich 300 to 1. Sad, yes. All right, let's continue. Wow, you guys keep putting stuff in here, guys. I only have four minutes. Tom C., that looks like a good deal. 770. Okay, let's continue. AOC wants a 10 trillion increase. Okay, take a look at the individual spending. Go line item it. Pick what individual items are too much. You won't find anything that's too much. We are so way behind. All right, I'm coming down. Egberto forgot the PDR. Oh, PDR. <laughs> you guys have me. So enthralled into the conversation. I forgot to ask you guys to contribute to Politics Done Thank you, uh, Bridge MCP, and I'm so late in listening to that. Folks, please, 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 please join the PDR Posse. Just click that Join button. If, you're on, if you are on, on, on uh, YouTube, click the Join button. Come apart. Please subscribe to us. If you subscribe to us, I'll throw your thing on the screen. Also, please uh, go ahead and consider getting our mug designed by the leader of our PDR Posse, Bridge MCP. And if you want to get that mug, you can go ahead and get that mug at the link that I just entered into the, into the field right now. You can go get the mug there, the PDR Posse. And by the way, what's the PDR Posse? The PDR Posse is what we do to promote the message, to the, the progressive message throughout the country, throughout over through videos, we do a whole. I don't have a lot of time to tell you this right now. All I can say, if you are not on, if you are not on YouTube, you can actually still join the PDR Posse by going to politicsandright.com/youtube, politicsandright.com/youtube. You can also support us via our Patreon. We need a lot more patrons. Politicsandright.com/patreon, politicsandright.com/patreon, or you can support us via PayPal, politicsandright.com/paypal, and our book. The book that you see on the screen, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors. You can get that book at this link here. I'm putting the link in the field right now. Oops. Uh, there is the new book. Uh, uh, that's not the new book. That's a, the Amazon link. But if you want to get any one of our books, you can go directly to our store and go to politicsandright.com slash store. Politicsandright.com slash store. I still have about two minutes. Let me scroll back up here and see if I can get to a few more people uh, 
Pelosi is the richest U.S. representative, I believe. Yeah, probably so. Uh, hey, hi, Coop333. Welcome aboard. Awesome. Caught Egberto live. You sure did catch me live. Normally, you watch me on the... Uh, you watch me where? On, on the rerun. That's right. That's right. That's right. Julie Van Asdel, Courtney, that's a private conversation. Psst, I know Michael. All right, let's see. I'm, I'm scrolling down, guys. I'm scrolling down to find stuff. Michael and Egberto, minimum wage kept up with productivity increases. It will be $24 an hour. I've said that so many times on this show. Uh, then send me a cook. <laughs> hey, by the way, I have... If you guys want to see some of my Panamanian cooking, go to theexperimentalcook.com. It's another website I did a while back where I do all my... Um, all my Panamanian cooking. I have some videos that I did some cooking on and all that good stuff. Check it out. Actually, let me put it in here. HTTP, the experimentalcook.com. I think that's it. Uh, cook.com. Check out that, that thing. I do a lot of cooking there. Okay, let's see what else is there. Courtney SLP, Egberto, America sold us a capitalism dream and we bought it. I think we're starting to realize that now. Yes, but we have to keep the pressure on because they have great salespeople. They know how to sell and they make it very plausible that capitalism somehow works. So we have a lot of work to do. Courtney says, Julie Van Asdel 3 makes a party. Your garden, how awesome. Absolutely. All right, let's see what else we got here. Anybody else? Good show. Thank you, Eric Hayes, for complimenting Pelosi Merit up. Michael Rudnan, thank you for your excellent comments. Yes, thank you for all of your ex. All of you guys have excellent comments. In fact, they were so good today, you guys made me forget <laughs> to ask you to support the show. And by the way, I'm going to give you a little uh, little snippet of my of my um, of my cooking cooking uh, website where I used to do all those different dishes that I made. There you go. Anyhow, let's see. Courtney SLP, you're making me hungry. Yes. Egberto, did you get it? Uh, did, how did you get it? There it is. All right, let's see. I did it myself. All right, let's see. Yeah, me hungry now. <laughs> okay, folks, we got to get out of here. I want to I really thank you all for listening to me. This, when I left my, my business, you know, like I gave you guys all that explanation before. But I can't tell you how happy I am to be doing this because I know some of the letters that I get. I got a long two-page email yesterday from somebody who said, you give me hope. I was willing to call it in. I was just going to throw my head up, hands up in the air and just said to hell with everything and not participate, not do anything this guy said. He said, after listening to you more than ever I want to engage and I am asking all of you guys to be infectious. Infect other people with that. Infect other people to tell them, you know what, folks? We can all make a difference. Don't be fooled into believing that we got to take what they're given. And when I say the, what they, who is they? Who is they? They are those who are pulling the puppet, the puppet strings. And we just have to talk to everybody, the left, the right, talk to them, love on them. Believe it or not, love plays a big role in it. People see that you really don't hate anybody. People see it and they listen to you. Even if they don't always agree with you, you plant seeds. And there are times when they see something that make those seeds sprout roots. Don't ever think you're not making a difference because... You are always making a difference. If you treat somebody with respect, however you disagree with them, and when they leave you and they are in their own environment, the first thing that they're think if, if they think about you and the first thing they're thinking about you is not that I hate you, the next thing that they're going to think about you is what they've heard from you. So if you make sure not to come across to a, to, to a hate, that's why even some of, I have great conservatives here, but I have some caustic conservatives. They're still my brothers, and I let them know that. One, because at some point in time, something is going to happen that's going to trigger that seed that was planted. And they won't tell any of you. They won't tell us. And I'm talking about all of you do that. So, 
Folks, let's all make a difference. By the way, please join our PDR Posse. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Egberto Willis. This is a progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, progressive, conservative, or otherwise, you get to hear your point of view. We are an independent media outlet that, unlike mainstream media beholden to corporations, we only owe allegiance to you. Remember, you can also send me a tweet at E-G-B-E-R-T-O-W-I-L-L-I-E-S. That is at Egberto Willis. Let us engage. It is politics done right. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.